Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Herbal information provided in this podcast is meant for educational purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. Hey everyone, it's part three of the Connecting with Plants series. I'm Erin Lefebvre, plant priestess and herbalist with Full Circle Herbals and author of the Learning Herbalism Workbook. So in part three of this five-part series, Connecting with Plants, we are going to learn more about how to connect with plants. So if you've missed any of the episodes, uh, you can always find them at my Full Circle Herbals Dot com blog and at the YouTube channel Full Circle Herbals Plant Priestess Exploration Facebook group Full Circle Herbals Facebook page so I'm in many different places if you want to watch the replays or catch me later and we also make a podcast of these episodes on my podcast Herbs which stands for Herbs with Aaron Remedies for Body and Spirit it's on iTunes and on Spotify We also put those audio recordings on my blog post. So if you go to my blog, then you will see the video and audio of my mini live lessons that I come here at Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, typically. That's my normal time. So last week, I talked about how connecting with plants was very similar to connecting with humans. So what do you do when you connect with humans? And what do you do when you're trying to connect with a new pet? What do you do when you're trying to connect with wildlife and other critters out there? It's typically easy for us um, to figure out how to have a relationship, a connection with something if it looks like us in some fashion. It has eyes or ears or a mouth or has some sort of appendages that can communicate with us, you know, all the primates have that ability to do some sort of signing. And so there are many things in the animal world, Uh, even people who love the insect world, they, people love to have their tarantulas, people love to have their lizards, like they have some sort of connection with these, these pets, with these wildlife that they're around. And If you think about ways that you do that and make those connections, we can mirror some of those things with the plant world too. Even though plants don't have uh, all the the senses that we have, we, you know, they don't have the typical eyes, the ears, the mouth, um, you know, things like that. However, plants do have other types of sensory inputs, outputs that they also have. So we may not fully understand them as human beings at this point, but we do know that they, they, do, they do take things in from their environment. They take in stimulus. They take in different types of cues that are happening in their environment, and then they use that to protect themselves, to grow, to feed themselves, to move all the stimulus that they're getting around them does give them input on what to do. So some of the things that people had mentioned in the Facebook group and such is that, you know, it's just spending time with them is one way to connect with plants. Because when you start to do that, you observe plants 
and see what it is that they're doing, how they're growing, how they're sensing their environment. And then we can use those things that they're doing um, and use them as also a benefit for ourselves, for our body, for spirit, for spiritual use. Um, and also one of the things that I want to share with you today about connecting with plants is to simply enjoy them. So I was just sitting outside in my yard uh, in next to my white pine tree. Uh, the sun was coming in. It was really relaxing. There was all these other plants around me and I was just simply observing them. And in that moment, I realized some things that were happening to the plants that I hadn't noticed before, even though I had been going over to them you know, every few days to check on some plants in that part of my yard. Um, but when I actually sat down and just observed and enjoyed what was happening, there was also some other things that I noticed that I hadn't before. So the white pine tree next to me, I could see uh, the sun was glistening on some of the sap that was oozing out the little and little spots all along, all along the trunk, which I had never noticed before. So at, there must be some point in the season where they have sap that does come out in certain spots. Usually sap comes out because it's trying to protect the tree. There may be little openings in that bark area and they want to kind of seal it off so that insects can't go in or other types of you know, pathogens and fungus and stuff. And so that sap usually covers over that spot to keep it clean has antimicrobial benefits and as just a sealant to to keep things out. So in one way, I uh, learned that the tree may have some openings in those areas, but they're very small and the tree in general looked really, uh, really healthy. So a lot of people will say, well, what does it feel like to connect with plants and to use that other way of knowing that we have within ourselves, which is what we call intuitive heart-centered, uh, that gut feeling, um, these things that many of us has, have experienced in some part of our lives. Usually people who have a affinity to plants, such as gardening and herbalist, and people who just really, really seem to always notice the plants, we do have some sort of uh, level of connection with the plants. So if you've ever um, saw a flower, such as roses is a, usually a good one, is some sort of flower that you really, really love, and it blooms only a certain amount of time in the year, and you're just so happy, excited, and joyful. All of the good feelings that you're feeling when it blooms, and you just take in that moment, that is that um, connection with the plants that you're starting to feel. And we certainly can deepen that connection with plants, uh, with all of the things that I've been talking about in this series for June. But one of the things that like I was doing today was simply sitting down and enjoying the plants. I wasn't thinking about what can these plants give me? What can I give the plants? I wasn't thinking about that all. I was simply enjoying them in that moment and also taking some time to have that moment of pause where some people call this the meditation, um, emptying the mind, becoming fully present. So anytime I was thinking about, oh, I should do this to this plant, it looks like I need to move this around, I let those thoughts go and simply sat in that enjoyment and um, just did that listening, that inner listening that we do with our intuition. So in some ways, 
developing intuition is is helpful for developing connections with plants because we're using a different kind of sense than we do with our, you know, the things that we can hear, taste, see, touch, that kind of thing, the tactical. And we're using that inner, um, inner voice, that inner knowing and trying to hear and feel and sense in a different way with plants. So it can be a little bit of a difficult um, topic to, to explain uh, to people who may have not have had that type of connection with plants. But if you just try to get to a, a stillness or a pause or a quieter um, vibration when you're with your plants, then there is a type of connection that starts to happen. And so one, one way to do that is to simply stop moving and get your body quiet so that your mind can get quiet as well. And we're just, we're not trying to have no thoughts. We're just trying to get, um, like I said, like a vibration level that's quieter uh, and a little bit slower than uh, it than it is when we're thinking about all of our things that we need to do or want to do. And I certainly was looking at my plants and thinking, oh, I really need to get into this spot and take out some of these tree saplings. But again, I just let that all go and appreciated the plants for what they were in that moment and no judgment on myself or them or thought about what they could use. And then there comes this moment where you actually try to communicate. So what that means is within your mind, you can be, um, you know, thinking certain thoughts and feeling certain feelings in inside yourself and trying to emanate that out into to the plant world, expressing your appreciation and love for them. Um, and in that moment of doing that, there becomes there is a certain moment of pause where you simply feel that connection and appreciation with them. So this takes some practice to do, but it doesn't even take um, it doesn't take a long amount of time. And you'll know when you get there, you know, you'll first sit down and think this isn't this isn't going to work. This is going to take too much time. But if you just keep practicing that feeling of uh, observation, appreciation, and let those thoughts go every time they come in about what you need to do next. The doing is what keeps us from that connection. Sometimes I'll bring, you know, a cup of tea out with me or my Ticino's tea that I love to drink and just bring some things out that are really enjoyable and keep me in the moment. Um, sometimes I bring music to, to listen that keeps me in the moment. Uh, sometimes I bring something to write with me or to sketch uh, anything to just kind of get that logical mind to just kind of go to sleep a little bit. And so that I can just feel within my body that, that intuition, the, the appreciation, all of that energetic things that we don't associate with our, with our sensory, um, you know, organs and our skin is an organ, our eyes, our nose, our mouth, all those things that we use physically to sense our world. We also have other things to use in our bodies to sense. So Another thing to try to practice when connecting with plants in this way is to bring your energy from the brain down into the heart. So heart-centered. And this is a really interesting one to do, but just try to go sit with the plants and practice what bringing that energy down into heart. Feel from your heart center 
And this also alludes to what I've been saying as the uh, appreciation and the joyfulness, that kind of emotion and energy comes from usually from this, this heart center, this energy center. Some people call this the chakra, but we have different energy points. So just try doing that, you know, feeling from your, your heart center. You can also do it with the other um, sensory energetic points on the body too. You could do it with your with your solar plexus area too, and see what kind of sensations you get when you focus on that part of your body and the connection with the plants. So yeah, these things kind of sound a little different, like how can we feel and communicate from our heart center, but just give it a try and try practicing this for a little bit each day and just see if some other sensations start to happen. You may want to look into the heart math institute i think it's called an institute heart math there's a lots of research um, coming out about how our heart is actually has neural connections in it neurons it has other components just like our heart does and they're found i mean as our mind and our brain does and they're found in the heart too so they're finding that there are other parts of our body that can do this sensing and picking up on information like our brain can and many cultures and traditions throughout the ages have already been talking about this. Science is now coming to um, be able to use its way of knowing about the world, its way of observation um, and deducing what's what's happening and being able to replicate it. But other cultures have always talked about, you know, the, the chakras, the centers of the body, um, using our intuition and things. And the the science is actually starting to find ways to be able to measure this as well so i'm all about all the ways of knowing that are happening in the world science is great and it has its challenges intuition is great and it has its challenges and all of the other methods that help us know about our world so give the connection with plants a try uh, without using so much of this organ i know in the last few series here i've talked about how we think about the plant connections, some things that we can be um, thinking about and using our logical mind with, but just try to start dropping into different parts of the body and see if there's any other sensations with that. So next week, I'll be talking about what it actually feels like to, to communicate with plants. So what in communicating, communicating and connecting with plants there's at some point there's um there's actually another component to this we are trying to connect get ourselves out into nature get them ourselves next to the plants but then what happens when the other party in the connection in the con conversation in the communication what happens when they start to participate what does that feel like sense like you know what how do we know that it's happening so I'll be talking about that in next week, um, Tuesday, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, more about that. So, oh, yes, Carolyn is saying maybe that's why heart transplant patients start thinking things that are liking things that the donor liked. Um, that's one of the components. I do know somebody who had a kidney transplant or liver transplant, I think it was kidney transplant, and started to go through the, the menopause and those hormonal changes, even though they were not of that same, um, same, you know, male and female born, 
Um, and so there are hormones that play into this too, but there are also different kinds of connections, yes, that are already embedded in the, in the body. And so, yeah, it's very interesting about transplants and how people who get transplants from other people will, um, will like things or have similar um, emotional patterns that the other person did. There's a physical component to it, but there's also that energetic component that is linked in there too, that genetic memory. And so if there's genetic memory of things that we liked, what about genetic memory of how to connect with the natural world? And many people um, talking about that, and there's books all about this genetic memory, even being passed down from generation to generation. And it's a fascinating, fascinating way of looking at the world rather than just thinking about how everything comes through our eyes, our nose, our mouth, our ears, our, you know, our hands, our sensory of our skin. And people who have lost um, like the, the certain sensory components like sight for people who have lost sight or who were not born with sight, they do um, experience how their other sensory inputs are heightened. So they may hear things that other people around them who have uh, full sight cannot hear and other things like that perk up. And we know with other animals that they have sensory components that are stronger than human beings. And so, you know, there's just a, I think there's a whole host of things that our body can do. It's an energetic, vibrational, you know, physical thing that's happening. And I don't think that in this era of human history, we actually are using our full capacity with, with our energetics and with our body and how that all works together. So, but other cultures definitely um, have talked about it. Um, and also people from hundreds of years ago who who put their their words down and how to connect with plants and nature they people who lived closer to nature at once seem to have some sort of other um, observation ability that maybe we have not necessarily lost but we haven't uh, let ourselves keep developing over the years so Next week, same time, same place, I'll be talking about connecting with plants in some more depth. And so thanks for joining me today here on this mini live lesson. Hope everybody has a great day and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to episode one of the Herbs Podcast. Please follow me at fullcircleherbals.com and the Facebook page Full Circle Herbals.